and joining me right now here on the phone line to go with the latest on the Orlando Magic. This guy does great job is the audio play-by-play man for the network for the Orlando Magic. He's my good friend, Jake Chapman. Jake, how you doing? Hi, Mark. I'm good. How are you? Hey, I heard your call Saturday night. I'm leaving the Orlando City game, and I swear, I get in the car. I am stuck on Church Street trying to get back. This I knew exactly where I was. My church trying to get back onto the highway, and I heard you make that call. Paulo had the game winner. Fantastic, buddy. I hope you know that. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. That, those ones are easy, right? Like, and it's always, and I think, Mark, you can speak to this. It's always the ones that you least expect, right? Like, you're going in. It's a mid, late February game in Detroit against one of the worst teams in the league, and uh, and you end up getting a moment like that. But that was a fun basketball game. It wasn't the prettiest basketball game, but it was very fun. And Paulo, um, we're getting we're getting greedy with him. He just keeps delivering in those spots. So, but I appreciate it. Thank you. I just want to say this: the call was shocking because when you actually see the play, it wasn't like, oh, well, we're going to run this, and then he's going to do this. It was kind of this off-balance. It was in kind of a shock and went in. Is that how you took it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just forced the ball in, basically, from 18 feet or whatever, um, which, you know, over Jalen Duran, who's like 6'11", 260 pounds or something like that. Um, and it was, it was, you know, you know Paul is going to have the ball in his hands at the end of games, or you, you assume. Um, and he, we, I think you're getting to the point now, especially as you've seen the assist numbers creep up over the season, you're, you're beginning to trust him like you would a LeBron in those spots to make the right play. And sometimes that's going to be taking the jumper. We, we prefer Apollo jumper uh, or Apollo attack in the bucket over just about anything. But at times he's going to come off the ball in those spots. And um, I think the idea was no matter what, get the ball in his hands and get out of his way. And, and and then we'll we'll sort of live with the results. Um, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't his best uh, approach to the shot. No. Um, and and look, the last two minute reports that he didn't travel. He took kind of a little hop, gather, skip, step. Um, but he was still, you know, sort of buried in the corner with a big defender right up on top of him. Um, but he kind of leaned into it, and Duran was a little bit out of position, so you end up getting the foul call. And then Paolo's just so good, he just sort of forced the forced the ball into the basket on another night where you know he was he was sick coming out of the All Star break. He's had two of his worst shooting nights of the season. Those first two games, the one in Cleveland on Thursday night, and then Saturday in Detroit, and he still delivered the biggest shot of both games. That's Paolo Bancaro, I think, in a nutshell. We're here, with Jake Chapman, with Orlando Magic Radio um, post game. He was um, he was very emotional. Uh, and yeah. It was on the air. I know he slipped and maybe swore on the call, but that's another story. But like he he was like in tears. Were you a little surprised by that? I was, as far as the language he used. I know nothing of what you speak, and uh, and we'll never <laughs> speak of it again. Uh, but um, but I was. But it's funny because I like literally forty eight hours prior. Like we all, everybody went somewhere for the off star break, right? He went to. Indianapolis, and uh, I went to Philadelphia to see my sister and her family. And of course, I came back with a bit of a cold. You can probably still hear it a little bit. Um, and and I, on, I guess it was Wednesday night, as as I was getting ready for Thursday's game, um, I wasn't feeling very good. And I I don't even remember what it was. Something with my daughter, and I was talking to my girlfriend, and I had tears in my eyes over nothing. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, my my body must just be depleted, and I'm like emotionally raw right now. Um, and sure enough, that's probably the only time I'll ever compare myself to Paolo Bencaro. But sure enough, a couple of days later, um, you saw that. I think it was 
everything he puts into the basketball game, but the fact that he is so depleted um, and he willed his way through two tough games on the road when he was not, um, you know, he was he was very much under the weather, uh, which is why he took Sunday's game off, and hopefully we'll have him back for tomorrow. But um, I think when you get to a point like that and you just you're just depleted, you have nothing left in you. Um, sometimes that's, that's what happens. Sometimes you, you turn to tears, and so. Um, I think it speaks to what a competitor the kid is, and I think it speaks to how much he's putting into this night in and night out that he was out there even playing, let alone delivering in big moments. I sent Jake Chapman a Twitter conspiracy theory video. I know there's many of them on there where it yeah. showed a hater say, oh, he traveled on the play. So I sent that to you, and then I sent it to other Magic fans. And what I really liked, and I've been wanting to tell you this for two days now, they got very angry. Hey, that's our guy. He hit the shot. He plays for the Magic. They're ready to defend this guy, which makes me very excited about the Magic fan base. How about you, Jake? Well, how could you not, right? I mean, the the fan base is, is like a sleeping giant. You know that. Well, I don't even know if you do know that because we haven't been good since you've been in town, Mark. It's uh, my fault. But it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You brought you brought doom with you. Um, your Bulls, by the way, I think they're going to hang around. they got a little something going on. But anyways... Um, the 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 fan base has just been waiting for somebody like Paolo to kind of hitch their wagon to, but also for the team to be fun. And, you know, you can be interesting and not very good, but the last few years we just haven't been very good, and the future hasn't looked very bright either. Um, and so finally, you know, I think with the drafts of Jalen and Franz and then Paolo, um, and, and, and if you go all the way back to kind of, you know, cut and bait as far as that veteran group goes, um, Jeff Weltman in the front office, John Hammond, Anthony Parker, Kujiana Depe, they've done a fantastic job of putting this thing together, of being patient, right? Like sometimes you have to lose for a few years if you want to go young and you want to develop. Um, Coach Mosley's done an outstanding job and his staff of developing these guys, but they brought in not just a good mix of talent, of young talent, but a good mix of guys. Like these guys really play hard for each other. There's just good vibes. And um, whether it's a, you know, a, a 35, 36 year old veteran like Joe Ingles or Gary Harris is kind of a middle aged veteran in the NBA uh, or these young guys, Paulo Franz, Franz's brother, um, Goga, you know, you just got this really cool mix of young guys from all over the place, and they genuinely like each other. And obviously winning helps, um, but but we've been around long enough that I think we can know when it's when it's fake or when there's problems, and um, there's just good vibes right now. So, yeah, I mean, Magic Twitter has been, has been defensive for a few years, and rightfully so, but mm. finally it feels like we got a guy that we want to ride with um, and a whole bunch of them at that. So uh, it's been fun to watch it kind of catch – catch on around town. And this goes back to the end of last year, Mark. I mean, I don't know how many games the back half of last season you were at, but we were getting like top five crowds in Kia center history um, for, you know, kind of meaningless games late. We were the last team in the Eastern conference eliminated from playoff contention last year from play in contention. Um, But it was, you know, we started five and 25 last year. Like it was, uh, we were working our way back to relevancy over the course of the year. Um, and so I, I, I think Magic fans have been waiting, and this thing's been bubbling for a while now. We're well, Jake Chapman. All right, I got two for you then to, to really solidify it over the weekend. So my winner, who won my tickets for Orlando City, she's from Denver originally. This is what she told me, Jake. She said, you know, I went to the Nuggets Magic game right before Thanksgiving, and I thought we were going to win. 
but the magic one. She's like, what's up with that? And I'm like, the magic are better. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what yeah. I told her. Okay. Wasn't part of her plan. The other one was I'm listening to national radio and they're breaking down how the Milwaukee Bucks are better, but they, they still, they don't want to face the Miami Heat in the playoffs. And one person says, yeah, you'd probably want to play the magic. And I go, that's right. We are going to go to the playoffs. That's right. We're final. Even if you're digging at us, I'm ready for postseason, Jake Chapman. That's what I want you to know. (laughs) We've been, we've been kind of, you know, the mantra has been, let's, let's be working in May, right? Let's, Let's play some extra basketball this year. And I think at the beginning of the season, Mark, the realistic sort of expectation and, and players said this was like the play in tournament. Like, let's try to get in, you know, seed six through 10, um, or, uh, seed seven through 10. That is now we're getting a little bit greedy because the season has sort of the schedule is broken in our favor where you have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. That doesn't mean that we're going to win all our games, but if you just take the combined win percentage of all of our opponents left, it's the easiest in the NBA. We've got a ton of home games remaining. We've been a much better team in Kia Center than we have been out on the road. And a lot of times young teams are like that, but that also speaks to the atmosphere and the crowd and um, how fun it's been in that building so far this year. Got an eight-game homestand the back half of March um, that I think is going to be huge. And right now we're in a stretch of, I think it's six or seven straight games against teams with losing records. Now, you got to go out. You know, last night was... Not a good example, but you were banged up. That was kind of a schedule loss. you got to go out and take care of business. Brooklyn comes in tomorrow, and you want to talk about weird matchups. Like, that team has had our number. They've yeah. knocked us off twice so far this year, and um, now they've lost four in a row, and they've got a new head coach that they're working in. So it's a game that you feel like you should win, but you're going to have to go take care of business. Um, Utah is not a great team, but they're playing better. That's Thursday night. And then the Pistons come back again on Sunday. So, uh, and then you go out on the road and you play Charlotte and Washington. So there's a whole lot of opportunities here to maybe even make a move out of the play-in scenario. You know, you look ahead of you, you've beaten the Knicks, uh, already, uh, a handful of times this year. Philadelphia lost Embiid. Um, Milwaukee seems like maybe they're figuring it out, but there, there's still room to make a charge there. So, um, I think Miami is going to be there. It looks like they're, they're rounding into form, but, um, there's a chance here where we're not even talking about the play-in. We're talking about a first round playoff series. Um, and that would be something uh, pretty spectacular based on where we were a year ago. Okay. For our listeners, how do you do this broadcast by yourself? How do you, do, how, what, what, what is there a secret sauce? What do you do exactly? Jake Chapman. Oh, I don't know, Mark. I just open the mic and yap. <laughs> it's a goddamn. The, the team is fun. I look if you if you love basketball, then you then you know it just sort of comes out. I've been doing this for so long that I think everybody that I whose broadcasts I've produced um, or hosted, like there's elements of all of my uh, heroes and mentors in the broadcast, and so I just try to present the picture, and there's always something going on, and. Today, the interesting thing about doing a radio broadcast, especially alone in year 2024, is there's so much information and stuff to pull from um, that, you know, you really sort of have to get good at at kind of calling what you want to hit. Um, But I go into every broadcast with like 10 different ideas of storylines and stuff to talk about. And then you don't get to any of it because the game becomes the story, right? So um, I don't, when you don't have an analyst, you, you have to kind of fill with, um, 
with, you know, I don't want to get up there and, and pretend like I'm a basketball coach. So I'm not going to be breaking down X's and O's too deeply. Um, but, but I love talking about analytics and I love talking about statistics and I love talking about, you know, conveying the stories of our guys. And um, there's always something to talk about over the course of the season. So I let my personality and, uh, and some opinion in maybe more so than, than the guys that we grew up listening to did. Um, but that's kind of the nature of, of doing a, a sports broadcast these days is, you want it to be fun. You want to sound like you're um, you're not completely impartial. Like I'm the Magic's radio broadcaster, audio broadcaster, um, and so I want I want Magic fans to to know that I'm on their side. I don't want to be a complete homer, um, but I want to I want to try to bring the element of that emotion uh, into the broadcast. And it's easy when you got guys that you're rooting for and a team um, that you feel like has a chance night in night out. You kind of have to pace yourself where. Okay, at the NBA level, there are timeouts. There are commercial timeouts. So there, there's not going to be a stretch where you're going 17 straight minutes. That doesn't right. happen. But what you do is still hard. I know you have, again, you have to pace yourself doing this. Um, I agree with you. It's not baseball or soccer where you do bring the stories up. You know, where there's the dead time, where you constantly have. Have you called different sports at a high level, though? No, no, I haven't. Oh. I've called basketball. That's uh, the only. It's the only thing I've ever done. Really, I am fascinated by this. So this was the dream, wasn't it, Jake Chapman? We love basketball. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah, basically, basically, it was either going to be this or, or you know, something in this field. I really like doing podcasts and interviews and mm-hmm. chatting with people like you or people. Like, uh, you know, Gogo Bataze we had on the pod squad a few weeks ago, and it was awesome just hearing about his home country and his path to the NBA. Um, I love, I, I love that stuff. I have a journalism degree, but I, all I ever really knew was that I wanted to work in sports broadcasting and, and in the NBA specifically. So, um, getting to this level is a dream come true for sure. And I grew up listening to guys like Joe Tate. He was the Cavaliers radio play by play guy, complete straight man. Did it, did it himself the entire way, never had an analyst, but also like, like very rarely provided any opinion. Everything was just straight facts with Joe. Um, so it is kind of different. Like in today's day and age, I think they want you, I think listeners enjoy when you, when you inject a little humor or a little opinion here and there. So I try to kind of toe that line. What was your first on air play by play you did then? The first, uh, okay. So I did, um, I actually did a high school football game once, um, and then the first basketball game, or the first, and that was like in 2011 or 2012, probably when I was the producer for the Magic. Mm. And then the first game that I did after that was an NBA regular season game when I was with the Pistons. Um, <laughs> I was the pre and post game host, and Mark Champion, the longtime play by play voice, he's still there. Yeah. Uh, had an operation, and it was like on Monday they asked me if I wanted to do Friday's game against the Raptors, and Wednesday was the season opener. So I had a few Whoa. days, and and I was still producing the broadcast. You know, I had a board operator, but I was the executive producer of the broadcast. And we didn't hire anybody to host pre and post. So I did 30 minutes pregame, the game, halftime, the game, Post game, and we did you know call in the full Monty back then um, as far as the post game show goes. So that was about four hours of Jake Chapman doing Detroit Pistons basketball. It wasn't That's my best. Awesome. Wasn't my best hour, but I uh, yeah I jumped in with both feet. That is awesome story. You need to like 
Do you have this like framed the game? The piss you should like you should. Oh, I don't even. I, Mark, I don't even think I. I think I burned the tape. I don't. I don't want to. I don't remember that. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like every broadcast is uh, is your worst one until the next one, or your best one until the next one. It's uh, it's a, it's a constant growth process. But I, I'll be the first to admit I probably wasn't very good for those first couple. You must have been. Like I imagine you called your parents and like you're like this is it and you did it. But I know there must be a moment there because I have this. And we're here with Jake Chapman with the Orlando Magic Audio Network. Does a great job on the play-by-play. There's that moment where you have to realize, you know, you have this feeling like, hey, this is really cool. I do this. But don't you also have, and I know it's like you can come off a jerk when you say this, but you got to say it. Like, hey, I'm doing this. This is for real. I'm. This is my job. I have made it, and I'm going to be great at this. Do you, do you have to have that type of confidence? Yeah, I guess so, but but I also think I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways to get to the same place. Like I've always been, and this is a producer brain. Because when I started, you know, I, I I shouldn't say that this was always my end goal. Because when I first first started, I didn't even want to be on the air. Mark, like Dante mm. Marcatelli was like, "Hey, I'm doing this radio show that you're producing. I need somebody to talk to. I need you on the air, big fella." Yeah, because um, I was totally comfortable back then producing and making spots and. Uh, being a behind-the-scenes guy, I just love being that close to the game, and um, I I love production, and I love you know sitting down and making something um, on Adobe Audition, and I also used to really love producing and directing the broadcast, running the board, and and, and being in um, the play-by-play guy's ear, and, and, and kind of coordinating all of that. Um, so I so for me, it's always been kind of like. I always prepare for everything that can go wrong. And I always have this sort of like cynical approach to it. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, I'm driven more by a fear of failure, I think, than anything else. Right. Like I just want to keep on making sure that I honor the stories that are being told, mm-hmm. how great the athletes are, how much they're putting into it. Um, and just trying to convey the atmosphere because, Every night in this league, something special happens, and you're never sure if it's going to be your game where something special happens, and you better be ready. And I always try to use the mantra, you got to meet the moment. And you never know when those moments are going to be there, but you better, better be ready uh, to deliver when they, when they arrive. That was a fantastic answer. That was. I I know I put you on the spot with that question, but that was great. It was. And, um, <laughs> and um, I'm all about being a homer on the air. I, look, I'm not going to say the other team is, oh, well, you know, they're not going to win. They can't beat us. We're amazing. Like, I'm not doing right. that. I'm not doing that. That's too much. But I feel like in 2024, the fan base, they they want you to stand up for them and their team. And you have to call it as is, but I'm okay with being a homer for the home call. I have no problem with that, Jake. I want you to know that. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, you, you, obviously you don't want to get into being disrespectful of the other yes. team. Sometimes I think I get carried away with the refs because I get frustrated and, and I know how hard a job they have. And I don't think people want to listen to um, that, you know, that, that type of, they don't want to hear you complain about anything. No. But they want to know that, that, you, that you want the same thing they want. And I also think if you want to put on a compelling, because there's so many options these days, that if you want to put on a compelling broadcast, there needs to be some sort of emotional element to it. Um, I need to care about what I'm doing, right, in order to make somebody else want to care about it. And so, you know, if I just get out there like an old-fashioned journalist and, and with the newsy voice, and this is what's happening right now, um, <laughs> people are going to be like, what am I listening to? You know, in the 1930s, 
radio broadcast. Uh, they they want a little. You know, they want to know that it matters to you, and so the best way to illustrate that is a to care genuinely, um, and then b to you know to sort of illustrate, to put a little passion into it, to to have fun with it, but also um, to to try to illustrate how special it is what you're seeing, um, and and try to describe it uh, in detail. And and look, I. I'm a Magic fan, right? Like, I've worked with and for these guys for many, many years, and it's not just a matter of, like, what's good for the Orlando Magic is good for me because I'm an employee. Um, Some of my very best friends and mentors have put a lot into this organization, and so I care a lot about the success of the Magic organization and the Magic team, um, and, and I think that comes out on the air as well. That's awesome, and I'll just end with this. Listen to your call and Paulo hit that shot, and you were excited. I I just love it. It's I know it's very nerdy to say. Look, I love the radio. I love where I'm in my car, and like you know, here's the local. I want to hear the local guy. So I'm hearing you, and they won. And look, I know they lost last night. All right, I get it. You're not gonna win them all, but that was really cool, dude. So I'm happy they're turning the corner. And let's get to some playoff basketball, Jake Chapman. Can we agree on that? I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's, uh, we, when was the last time we spoke? It's, it's been too long. Can we, uh, can yeah, we catch let's up do it. before the playoffs are here, please? Hey, Mark? If you want me to annoy you weekly, I can do that. All right. No Feel problem. Feel free, man. Feel <laughs> Jake, free. Jake Chapman, Magic Audio Network. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, buddy. Be good.